Hello, welcome to Fantastic Beats. Three people, three tracks. We swap and we talk about them. I'm Jack Tudor. I'm Lizzie Maris. And our guest today is runway show fanatic, Instagram stranger stalker, fashion icon. <laughs> it's Honor Clover Slater. Hello, Honor. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> Thanks so much for coming on. It's a pleasure to have you. Um, it's truly a pleasure to be here. So we're going to talk about some tracks as per. I've brought the first recommendation of the day. And that's a track by, sorry about the pronunciation, Maseke, Pasopa and Mako with a track called Roho Inauoma. So basically this is a track from the Sounds of Siso compilation, which is a selection of music by young Tanzanian artists who are working in a style of music called Singeli. And when this compilation came out, uh, it just suddenly became... Uh, style of music that was interesting to a lot of people around the world and they started touring around the world but originally it was really something that was only interesting to the youths in uh, Tanzania but I came across it because someone recommended it to me last year and I was just blown away instantly I mean essentially it's these really fast instrumental loops like super ridiculously fast like they've been pitched up and sped up with MCs spitting really fast rhymes over the top uh, it just feels utterly relentless. I mean, the whole compilation is not unlistenable, but I mean, you take it in small chunks if you're going to get through the whole thing. And this particular track that I picked is probably my fave of the lot. Uh, it's got this little synth melody that's going like, which feels incredibly frantic. Uh, and it goes like that for about three minutes 40. And the, and the uh, rhythm of the rap kind of varies up. There's kind of a chorus section there, but essentially it has like one idea and it just pummels it. Uh, the vocalist is nearly screaming. I mean, basically nearly screaming just to be heard over the freneticism of everything else. And the whole record is like this. So like I say, it's 14 tracks. It's about an hour. Uh, and there was a track actually that I was going to pick, but it was like seven minutes long. And uh, it, actually seven minutes of this kind of music does feel about 15 minutes, 20 minutes. So I figured I'd spare you from that. But apparently this music is played at uh, like Tanzanian school discos and stuff as well. But I don't know who's dancing to this. Um, so what do you think, Lizzie? What's your thoughts on this? <laughs> so I mostly wrote down panicky. Um, <laughs> yeah. So this has like a manic games console vibe straight out the gate. Like the minute you press play on this one. You know, you know what you're in for. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. I think because I have genuinely never, ever heard anything like this before. Yeah. And that is actually quite rare, isn't it, in 2019 to listen to a genre or style of music that you have, it has never reached you. Yeah. It has not reached you in that way. Exactly. Kind of reminds me of like, you know, Beatlemania when people are like, pop music, this is a thing. Um, it's very much like Beatlemania, yeah. It's the same, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I wrote down sort of like African techno um, yeah 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 so i but you know that comes from nowhere really i just thought yeah well um yeah i mean i did have to i will say i did have to check with you that i had got the right track yeah you said is it supposed to be ridiculous and I, said, I said is it yes. supposed to be like that and you were like yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah. like mid middle class girl in bournemouth being like is it supposed to be like that um, stop them no but I, I loved it i found it really really exciting because it is so new i've never encountered anything like this before and it's panicky and yeah. one of the, i was looking i was trying to look it up because it's quite hard to find like it's clearly not that 
out there on the depends. internet I would well say. It, it depends in certain circles it is i think if you yeah. mix in the kind of cultural circles that i'm in it's in a lot of places <laughs> like they've played a lot of the venues that i like and uh i know you do in my middle class world by the sea we don't really have this well, so, um... there's a, there was an article on them in the guardian last year actually uh, really? it came up in the guardian weekly which i read yeah there's a ah. uh, a little piece on them and they've got a lot of ambitions to take over the world with this stuff so yeah I mean, good luck good yeah. luck to them yeah I mean good luck to them it's got it's got all the energy of something that might just do that for sure yeah um, I, I was reading like a couple of like uh, reviews and like comments and stuff about it and one of them was like it's so far ahead it sounds wrong right yeah sure but- <laughs> that makes sense yeah yeah so yeah, that's my take Honor what would what, what, you think to this one yeah so I feel I've got so much to say, <laughs> and I've also got nothing to say. Um, we'll so go with I, strong guest, strong guest. <laughs> um, I wrote panic attack. Yes, panicky. I also wrote down jazz peep show. <laughs> <laughs> yes. In the first episode, where he's like, "This is outrageous. <laughs> this is contagious." I was like, "You know what? I'm getting vibes." Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> And I also, it kind of made me think of like a gaming arcade in Tokyo or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. Um, I Like I said, lots to say, but in the same breath, nothing. I'd love to know what he's talking about. Yes, because I was it's, thinking that. I mean, is it a language? I don't know, but I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> I've got yeah, a feeling it's, it's a lot of... Um... Did you Google Translate it? No, I uh, I read the, a kind of a general review that said they, they talk a lot about the strife of being a youth in Tanzania. Right. Yeah. So I don't know, don't know any more than that. So I'm not going to try and It sounds rough. It sounded rough in my ears. Right. And it sounds <laughs> it sounds rough being a youth in Tanzania. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just i just don't know well fair i mean hey maybe that's a good thing maybe it's uh i wasn't i wasn't getting the loved it vibes that um lizzie was getting sure. I, <laughs> yeah not yeah. a fan I of just... jez from peep shows output then I, <laughs> I do love jez um yeah it's yeah yeah well i think i'm just gonna leave it there it's fast it's It's panic inducing it's confusing it's quite scary i feel like if i'm nervous that it's gonna find its way into a shuffle playlist (laughs) on my spotify and it's gonna come on in the car and I'm going to crash oh. that fucking car. Yeah, right. <laughs> this music has a lot of amazing, exciting qualities. It's not one to drive to. Definitely Mm-mm. not. I have done that. Uh, what? Yeah. Right. Oh, good. good to know. Yeah. Never got to work quicker. It's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> it's usually an hour journey to Gaffa. Um Well, we'll play a clip of it now. So everyone's, everyone's probably tantalised. So we'll pop a clip in here. People Brace yourselves. See what we're talking it's about. coming. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I am 
Track two. Honor, it's yours. What you got? Perfect. Um, so I chose Blurs to the end. It's from their Park Life album, and it features uh, Letitia Sadier from Stereolab. Ah. Um, she's singing the French bits. It's good. Mm. Um, I picked it because it's an album that was on quite a lot when I was a kid, and me and my sister have got really fond memories, and the saddest fucking thing ever is we've both got a matching tattoo that says to the end like it's it's a real oh one. Oh my god yeah it's that's it's what it a, is yeah no it looks like someone and fell asleep with a biro on my ankle <laughs> it says to the end oh. it, it means a lot to me and and my sister too the song was never really played that much when I was a kid like I know all the words to Park Live but I never really listened to, to the end and it's only when I started to re-listen to Blur when I was a teenager and I was like, shit, this is like Echo's teenage relationship so much. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really enjoy the kind of juxtaposition between Damon's accent and Letitia's accent, French mm-hmm. accent, and the orchestra. <laughs> that is really enjoyable to me and also the lyrics kind of... It's, it's a really confusing one because... Looks like we made it to the end. It should be like a woohoo, like a celebration, but it's quite clearly the end of their relationship. So right. it's also got a twinkly, kind of enchanting, fun vibe to it, like a fairground vibe. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I enjoy Honor talking about it being twinkly because I wrote down sparkly. Um, Yay. <laughs> yeah, it's got this amazing circus breakdown in it. Mm. You know, sort of, I think it's about two thirds of the way through. And I feel like that's got nods to France in it as well because I think there's some accordion sounds in the mix there as mm-hmm. well, sort of yeah. echoing her beautiful vocals. Love the sparkly chimes and like lashings of them as well. There's a lot of chimes mm. um, in that section. I oh going back to the beginning of the track as well I was really pleased that Honor picked this because I know Blur a little bit I know his um work a lot more recently of his solo stuff and gorillas obviously so kind of going back to this 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 phase missed me by when it first happened when I was younger so I really enjoyed exploring this one I like the real gentle elevator start that's mm. kind of I think mm. it's like a marimba or something yeah. which is that kind of gentle um long 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 it's not like that but it's sort of like that um which almost sounds like a funny sitcom to me mm-hmm. in in places the way it kind of plods along and kind of like gently uh yeah. resonates but bounces along a little bit and at the end something that made me think of the rest of this album in particular like park life and like the simplicity of it the last time he says the chorus, so he, he says we collapsed in love. But the last time he goes, we just collapsed in love. And I think that's, I really like that, that kind of British simplicity. Like, well, it's just what just happened. playing it down, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, really liked this one. It's very euphoric, isn't it? And I can see how it could hold very special places in people's hearts. It, it's got the makings of a really uh, special song. Yeah. Um, all, the, all the parts are there. And it's nice to hear that story as well. Um, Jack, what are you saying? Yeah, I, I recognise the song instantly, even though I can't ever remember listening to it, if you know what I mean. It's just like, as soon as the chorus kicked off, I was singing along. And I was like, bloody hell, I must have heard it somewhere then. But I think it's because it's such an anthemic chorus that you just end up you know, via osmosis, just picking it up somewhere. I think mm. what's very deceptive is 
the fact that it is this anthemic and as you say like a triumphant sentiment where it's like we made it we made it to the mm. end and you mm. say that when you're usually when you're like oh fantastic yeah um, yeah but it's obviously if you properly listen to the verses that's where it all comes out and you're like oh christ this is a relationship where from what i could pick up it's two people who have just going through the motions trying to revive their relationship by talking dirty to each other and mm. saying things that they don't mean and real and then there's a sense that they're kind of looking at each other like what the fuck are we doing and yet there's this pretense like this outer sense of romance which is like conveyed with all the strings kicking off and stuff it's like from the outside it looks like they're having a great relationship and it's all it's still buzzing and still very french and romantic and 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 actually on the inside it's not and i think the one moment where it comes out is that circus bit because it's like all of it's a fucking circus that's the bit when they start merging together suddenly you're like oh hang on so this is trying to demonstrate the fact that actually their relationship has become really absurd to the point of funny i thought that was great i mean i I wasn't expecting to drag that much out of a track and i think it's particularly interesting that you start off thinking gosh this is a joyous song and then you listen you're like oh it's tragic Mm. i've been tricked all this time i also like hearing damon in this very whaley like high-pitched time of his life mm-hmm. and now hearing him like in gorillas and only really mumbling low down and you know constantly sounding like he's on a telephone so it's interesting to hear him like all like heart on sleeve in a way that he probably isn't now if you know what i mean so yeah that was that was cool i enjoyed it yeah cool yeah good nice. one sorry Great. there's a bit of a gap there sorry <laughs> it's all right uh seems like we've made it to the end of that one <laughs> Can I just say, oh, go on. I didn't read it as being the end of a relationship. I read it a rather more saucy um, reading oh. of, ah. of you know, sort of collapsing into love, and we made it to the end. Okay. Oh. Yeah. No, I see that. I know. Absolute you know. I know. And just never. <laughs> you are filth and get out. Um, I never thought of it like that. I think it's, I think you are it, both actually right, but I my initial reading was that was that they were having a bit of a session and yeah. it had come to a natural conclusion and that was a nice thing. That's so interesting. Um, maybe that because mm. that maybe that's so when it says it says starts with something like all these dirty words. Mm. So uh, maybe they're just saying, "Oh, let's just get on with it." Yeah. That, oh that's, my gosh. Oh. Who knew, huh? Yeah. Bloody Ooh. hell, God, mind blown. But, Change that tattoo. No, <laughs> you can't. <laughs> Does anyone only get laser tattoo removals? Right, we've got one more track. Lizzie, you're up. What's the track? So this is uh, by one of mine and my dad's actually favourite bands, The Stranglers. Uh, The track is Waltz in Black. 
and this is from uh, the <laughs> conspiracy album, as it's kind of known, um, The Gospel According to the Men in Black, which is literally about like aliens and the men in black and mysterious forces. And it is very much Jesus like Christ. a concept album from The Stranglers, who actually, outside of the, the context of this track, if you don't know them, are a brilliant like punk band, but quite synth heavy. Um, it's, it's, very, it's very musical punk. Um, so you have punk vocals, but the tracks are constructed a little bit more sort of like uh, pop rock songs, I would say. So this is What's in Black. It starts with what I've written as a farty bass, um, which... <laughs> Strong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As a bass player myself, that I know that that is a very technical term. Yeah. Um, so that, that kind of pins it all together. So the track is constructed... Um, I mean, technically, it's probably not, but I'm just going to say it's like a canon, you know, like Packerbell's canon, where it just layers and layers and layers and layers and builds and yeah. builds and builds. And that's that's the premise of the whole track. So you get this lovely bass that kind of starts it off. The, the synths come in and the keys come in. That's a very stranglers thing. And it just builds and builds and is a little bit circus-like. It kind of plods along. It always feels very bizarre. It feels like it exists in this realm of kind of weird, circusy, slightly jolly, but slightly melancholic land, a little bit ethereal. Um, and then the laughter, oh, the laughter comes in. <laughs> um, so you get these layers of layers of manic clown laughing is probably quite a good way to describe it. So it's just very, very bizarre, but also very beautiful. And I actually find it quite a hopeful track. It never feels dark to the point where it was intended to be scary. It feels like this was a real exploration into kind of just layering and making something a little bit weird. Yeah. And the Stranglers do often open their live sets. I think it became a bit of a thing for them to kind of open their live sets with recordings of this playing. Because obviously what's quite absent, if you know the Stranglers, is their well he used to be their lead singer Hugh Cornwall his very iconic gravelly punk vocals which are not there at all so you do sort of see this whole other side of the band like if you know Peaches or anything like that Mm. you know he's got this very very male gravelly punky voice so yeah I just think it's a real um it's really left field. I mean, the whole album for them is really left field, but in the whole Stranglers kind of story, it's just a really lovely song. And I think Hugh Cornwall does, the singer, he did say, how is it? He did say at one point that he did think this was their sort of peak of their creative output, was yeah. this weird sort of concept album, which is interesting because I don't think often the concept album is known as the peak. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, Dark Side of the Moon, I guess. Well, no, that's true. Yeah, that's true. But it's always the kind of like, ah, yeah okay but actually what everyone really likes is this yeah Um, yeah, i mean just to put into context this same year i think this came out possibly earlier in the year might be wrong later that year golden brown comes out which is worlds worlds apart really but then all the elements are there that kind of just layering and kind of meandering along and it's a waltz as well yeah there you go so the stranglers punk band loves a waltz and loves manic clowns um (laughs) honor what did you what did you think to my track Okay, so I, you know, I really enjoyed it. I didn't think I would. I don't really know why, but as soon as I put it on, I was like, "This is good. I'm into it." Yeah. Um, yeah, like you said, it's got that kind of fairgroundy vibe, quite sinister with the giggling and the kind of sniggery <laughs> creatures. And they do like snigger. The, yeah. Yeah. I like that the only vocals were the... I, don't, I, don't, I wasn't really sure what they were, so I just went for creatures. Yeah. Um, I watched the video and it was skeletons, but yeah. shut my eyes and I didn't get those. wasn't feeling skeletons. Um, you know what it really reminds me of and it really sounds like? 
The Debt Collector, also from the Park Life album. Those Ooh. two intros are like I one that. and the same. Yeah, well, bang it on in a bit, <laughs> and you'll be like, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, it's got a kind of um papa like do 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 do, which I love. Um, <laughs> That's also running through the Park Life album. I know we're not talking about that anymore, but hey, I'm bringing it That's back. That's really interesting, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I've yeah. not made those as connections. As, yeah, as, you know, as soon as I heard it, I was like, shit, this is really similar. Ah. Um, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought you would. I think you've got quite a, Olive's got quite a, a dark, mysterious fashion side. And I did think you would like this. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Jack? Yeah. You you and your dark, mysterious fashion? Yeah, me too. Guilty <laughs> as charged. Um, yeah, so I obviously had my perception of what the Stranglers were like. And basically it was those songs that you mentioned, like Peaches and Golden Brown. And then I remember you showing me this one in the car and I was like, what? This is the Stranglers. And it's still it's still a bizarre piece of music. I think even by today's standards, it's weird. You know, If it cropped up on an, an album now, it would still feel really odd. It definitely sounds to me like the image that came into my head was like a really tacky budget ghost train ride. Mm, uh, yeah, just, I, got, I got exactly the same. Yeah, that, that leads you into a tunnel where they've kind of gone for quantity over quality with the effects. So you end up with like loads of cackling creatures to the point where it pretty much drowns out the synthesizer. And the mm. synthesizer is doing a sweet melody. Like I actually really enjoy the melody and the way it changes up in the middle as well it's got a really nice feel to it but at a certain point they just go fuck it bring in the laughs and then it just like completely swamps the whole thing i couldn't believe that is is it right this this opens the album that it came off of yeah so you start off with an instrumental you don't have the vocalist on it and in his place you have those snickering cackling high-pitched laughs instead so fucking but if you're gonna start a concept album it's ballsy then, yeah exactly yeah. like that is a strong especially for a punk band as well because i think they yeah. kicked off really late 70s and were known for being quite yobbish quite punkish so it's quite a brave move really i, I feel like it, it sort of gives the impression that if you pop this on you'd be like fuck what's happened to the stranglers is you almost imagine yes. that they've been possessed and perhaps that's the idea it's like oh christ where's the band gone you know I wonder no. if a lot of hardcore fans at the time were like, what the hell is this? Or whether... Absolutely hmm. fuming. Yeah, because <laughs> you could be. You could be, couldn't you? You just want to, like, you know, go to a punk gig and, like, stomp about and stuff. Yeah, yeah. you could be. Well, yeah. this is an age as well where you would just be like... You couldn't listen to anything beforehand. You'd be like, oh, new Stranglers album. And you go pick it up. And then the first mm. thing you'd know about it is just putting it on. So I wonder if a lot of people just got two minutes into this and went, you know what, guys... We've had a good run, <laughs> but I'm taking this back. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, £10, I'm like never going to see again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice, yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. I'm, I'm well up for it. Ah, Strong that's statement. Good. Yeah. Strong Very statement. We've all made strong statements. Maybe yours the strongest, Jack. 
Thank you. Yeah. It's it was a statement. I'm fe- you're, I mean, you're far away, and I'm feeling it over here. It, it was something. Yeah. No. I'm glad you. Well, I was going to say glad you enjoyed it, but never mind. Uh, on a, thank you very Don't much assume. for uh, coming on the show. It's been wicked to swap some music recommendations with you. Not a problem. Anytime. Cool. Oh, it's lovely to talk about Blur. I'm going to check out the Deck Collector. Yeah. Check out the deck collector. Stick the album on. Yeah. It's a goodie. Tell you it's what, a goodie. Play it back to back with Sounds of Siso, darling. I'll send that through to you as well. That's too much. Okay. See you at your funeral. <laughs> <laughs> we can play Waltz in Black. <laughs> hey, perfect. <laughs> so if people want to keep up to speed with us online, uh, maybe they want to shoot us a recommendation or something. Uh, Lizzie, what should they be doing? Yeah, if you would like to be on the podcast or you have a recommendation, you can email us at hello at fantasticbeatspodcast.com. We're also on Twitter, uh, fantastic underscore pod, or we have a website where everything lives, which is fantasticbeatspodcast.com. Well said. Great. Well, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Thanks very much for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.